0: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
1: Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery.
2: People of Earth, the following podcast is not real. Yes, this is a podcast, not a virus. You don't delete it, you listen to it. And then you delete it. And we won't lock up your computer and demand ransom. Rather, we'll temporarily distract your computer and then beg for, like, 1% of a standard ransom. And that's called a Patreon. Then, afterwards, your computer won't be broken, but your ability to imagine careful layered storytelling will be. All in all, not a bad deal. However, if you're looking for something with a little more efficiency and narrative thrust, Maybe just go ahead and download a virus. But if you're still on board, sit back and enjoy the show.
3: from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Neekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is everything you need to know. Seven years, three months, and one week ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the Dimensional Rift, and I used that to upload this podcast recorded here in the Tavern, the strange familiar in the town of Nibblebottom at the base of the unnameable mountain. In the magical land of Foon. and I'm joined. Um, that was lovely. Oh, thank
4: you. Thank that
5: you. That was Sabrina. really nice. I I don't think I've ever heard you get through your introduction uh, without being interrupted or or undermined or um, sure or made fun of.
3: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that because I think there's nothing ruder than interrupting someone when they're doing their bit. You know, when they're doing their spiel, when they're they're saying their thing that's important to them. And I'm going to say important to others as well.
5: Mm. Well, uh, uh, obviously, I am Dorisu, a big, fat, meaty bag of sorcerer crap.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yes, you are my co-host, Dorisu. And this is kind of weird. Chunt's not here this week. What? I thought he was that candle. You thought this candle on the table was Chunt. That's why I mentioned
5: that, because I thought, oh, the candle didn't interrupt or undermine Arnie in any way. Hmm. What's
3: going on? What's wrong you know, with does? And now that you mention it, over the last hour as we were getting ready for the episode, you were having a lot of strange interactions with that candle.
5: Yes. Oh, yes. I, I was asking it about its dating life and uh, asking it about Eggie Baby and just like, just wondering what's going on with the candle. I like It's an opportunity to, to connect with my friend, and it felt like he was really giving me the cold shoulder. So I thought, fuck him.
3: Look, Chunt got that lead on Eggy Baby, so he headed off on a... He asked us if it would be all right if he took just a right. little bit of time off.
5: That's right. I forgot. I forgot. And I assumed that Chunt had transformed himself through his shape-shifting abilities into that very candle right there. Candle, I apologize to thee. I spoke to you of issues that you care not about and only issues that would have affected Chunt. How is thine wick? How is your waxy body holding up and how do you feel?
3: I'm okay. Whoa, oh good. <laughs> what? Oh fair. Yeah. Hey, so that's not shun. But that that's not just a candle.
5: I mean, I do y I don't I don't think you should assume that and say something is just a candle. Are you a candle, sir?
3: Yep, yeah, just a candle.
5: Ah, uh, see? See Annie, you shouldn't assume things. Well, uh, it was wonderful talking to you, and uh, my apologies for speaking to you about things that, uh, were not within your, uh, field of purview.
3: Blow me out.
5: I think, I think that Kidding. was the end of him.
3: <laughs> oh, God. He's, huh. Okay. Well,
5: I honored his last wishes.
3: For a second, I was worried it was a sex thing, but no, it was just that candle wishing for death, I guess?
5: I, I, I don't know. I suppose we could find out later, uh, but right now I, I'd rather know about you, Arnie. Uh, it's it's been some time since uh, you and I have had the opportunity to uh, to speak one on one. Even though uh, even though I knew here to the tavern relatively. Yeah,
3: he's new. He's Dorisu mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sorcerer. Sure. Dorasu the Sorcerer, in no way related to Usidor the Wizard, who sadly died. We all know that. Ani, yeah. How long do I have to pretend to be Dorasu? That's a good question. That's what. Look, I know that we basically mostly just speak freely here in the tavern about stuff that's supposed to be a secret. But right, right. why don't we? Uh, Chunt's not here. Let's let's get out of the tavern and let's go for a walk, and maybe we can talk a little bit more freely about. What's going on with you? Like, I want to ask that exact same question.
5: How long? You have to be Dorisu? Oh,
3: I didn't even think about that. Wait, are we going to take turns? Like, at some point, I have to be Dorisu. Not a bad idea. Not a terrible idea. That's true. Uh, All right, here. Let's grab my mic. Okay. Hey, everybody. We're just going for a walk. Nothing suspicious about us leaving the tavern.
5: Yes, concern yourselves not with this, uh... We shall be back forthwith, and if Trunt shall return uh, in our absence, tell him that uh, we died. <laughs> that will confuse him. <laughs>
3: That's true. He'll be like, again?
5: Right. Have you died? Mm, I've died a couple times, I think.
3: Yeah, I was pretty close to death. Like, did it count when I got stabbed with that obsidian sword?
5: Oh, yes, you were on death's door, and you certainly transferred to different bodies, mm-hmm. uh, which I suppose is quasi-religious to some people, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but I think you're... Uh, you seem fine to me.
3: Oh, it is nice out today.
5: Tis We should go outside more often. Ah, certainly. Why, uh, that, the town of Nibblebottom is one of the most wondrous and beautiful places in all of Foon, a quaint in its in its delightful hamlet charm. Oh, I, there's the tannery.
3: Hello, and
5: there's the baker. Oh. And there is hey, yes. the town square with children laughing and playing as the sun begins to set and their mothers call them back home for dinner.
4: dinner mm-hmm.
3: Oh, and hey, Whizla! Oh, hey, Whizla!
0: Hi, guys! You got a wish for me? Oh, hi, Mark.
3: You know, we've only been here a little while, but... I really have grown a lot of affection for nipplebottom.
4: Oh, yes.
5: I mean, of course, it's hard not to think back to those salad days of living in Hog's Face. Or before that, when I spent some time in Skur... Or the many oh. years that I lived in the, you know, in the, in Northeastia, yeah. or, or the years before that, when I was in the Great Halls of Tarrakis, and then...
3: You know, Usador, you have never really talked that much about what you had going on before I met you in Hogsface. I guess I assumed you were just mostly always in Hogsface, but I guess that's, that can't be true.
5: Oh, no. I only, I only settled down in Hogsface, uh, a few years before you arrived, uh, uh, maybe 15 years, 20 years, a very what? brief time indeed.
3: I mean, why? Why did you settle down
5: in Face at all? I, I sensed that some great magical convergence was about to take place there. I certainly sometime within the next 10 to 30 years. <laughs> and then a portal opened and a man from another world appeared and I was justified in my decision.
3: How often are your predictions of things... How long do they have, a, like, a 10 to 15 year window of when they might happen? I mean,
5: I usually hedge my bets and say, if this doesn't happen in 50 years, I'm just moving on.
3: Where were you be- right, like, right before Hog's Face?
5: Ah, I spent a long time in Skur. My favorite, Skur buzzards. Buzz buzz.
3: What was your life like in Skur? It's so weird. It's like running into your teacher at the mall. like What was your life like? Uh, that was a big potion period for me. Oh.
5: I was really into potions and figuring out different potions, trying different potions. That included some salves and and some poultices as well, of course. You know, just sort of like mixing things together, sort of putting them together. Okay. Got to set sure. Spellcraft aside a little bit and thought, what if I just focused on the elements around me and if I could put them together into different formats so that I could then control everything.
3: Oh, I see. So you were boring then, too.
5: Uh, well, I, I don't know if that's fair exactly. I, I certainly had long-term plans, like defeating the Dark Lord was always still important mm, to me.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, how about this? Reverse chronological order. Before Skr, okay. where, where were you before Skr?
5: Well, I was living in Northeast here at the time. And uh, at that time, uh, King Belaroth's father, uh, King Sebastian Belaroth,
3: Oh, uh, so you mean Albane Belleroth's father, not Tom Blaine, Belleroth's father.
5: Yes, exactly.
3: Uh, that reminds me.
5: Albane's Al alive.
3: Like, uh, yeah. We for, kind of forgot to follow up on that. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Sebastian's alive.
5: No. No, that's why I had to leave. Never mind.
3: Mm, okay. Well, hey, uh, if if you're kind of inferring what I think you're inferring, don't bring that up with Tom Blaine and the next time we see him. No,
5: no, no, no. Certainly not.
3: It's weird. Almost anyone we meet... Could be Albane Ballaroth in disguise.
5: That's very true. I mean, I haven't seen him in many years. Uh, of course, he, they, the family always bears a strong resemblance to one another. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, uh, very pronounced, uh, striking ears and noses mm-hmm. that you really can't miss. Very handsome. I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting they sure, are too sure, sure. large for their face. Why? Sir, someone would say statuesque.
3: Okay, usidor you're obsessed with these vague details about this family's faces. I get it.
5: Well, I just—I'm just saying that you know, uh, Sebastian died under mysterious circumstances, and uh, I was blamed, uh, but there was no proof, so they just asked me to leave.
3: Hmm. What were you doing in Northeastia at the time?
5: Oh, I was working for the king and queen at the time and uh, trying to help them uh, devise plans to defeat the Dark Lord.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
5: uh, or rather conv- trying to convince them. Uh, I wasn't really working for them so much as I i was often uh, outside the court, you know, saying, please listen to my cries within the next 50 years. I think something's going to happen.
3: So you were pretty much doing the same crap there as well. It seems yep. like you could just kind of go to different places, rant about the same stuff. And then eventually you are forced to move on because either they think you killed somebody or you blow up the whole town. Oh,
5: yeah. yeah I guess that's right. Huh. Well, well, we're talking an awful lot about me, Arnold. What oh. about yourself? Uh, I know that you had a full life in uh, Chicago before mm-hmm. you air appeared here in Foon. Uh, I suppose, um, what do I know?
3: Yeah, what do you know about me? Got a creative writing degree? Mm hmm. Uh, a master's of fine arts in creative writing. Master's of
5: fine arts. Oh, what, a, what a wonderful title. Now, what I've always wondered is why don't you say that every time you introduce yourself?
3: Oh, like my title every time? Yeah, sure. Why not? If I'm being totally honest with you, I worry people would interrupt me.
5: I understand. It happens very often on our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 follow me up these steps here. I you know I am sensing some powerful magical energies coming from the mountain and I say yeah. I say it's been lovely walking around the town with you, but why don't why don't we why do we take a short hike up the side of the mountain and see what we discover because I strongly believe that within the next few decades something terrible is going to happen at this mountain
3: within the next few decades
5: oh yeah gotta be ready
3: yeah, let's walk out of the town a little bit like I love Nibblebottom but we just walked past the Cooper's store or whatever, and it is kind of depressing to me because the Cooper mm-hmm. died, and, you know, I wasn't able to stop it, so. Yeah, that
5: that was a tragedy. Uh, did you ever figure out, uh, are you the Cooper
3: now? Oh, jeez. I hope not, because I haven't been doing anything since the Cooper died. Look, I loved helping out the Cooper, even though I'm still not 100% sure what Coopers do. Mm, I there's know. just so much drama in the world of Cooping. Really? Yeah, I mean, King Cooper got mad at the Cooper for losing all of his stuff, Mm -hmm. and then he sent a Cooper after him. A Cooper Trooper? No, worse than that. Like a a Cooper, a young version of himself that was sent into the future to kill him with a blunderbuss or something like that.
5: Terrifying.
3: You know, a Cooper.
5: Yes, yes, of course, obviously. Uh, well here uh, take my hand it's there's no f-
3: questions no further questions <laughs> no <laughs> take your hand okay uh,
5: yes here I'll help you up this uh, this craggy bit here oh, then there's a, there's a there's a path in front of us here that okay. shall take us partway way up the mountain uh, before we have to do any more uh, actual climbing wait
3: <laughs> actual climbing well
5: I'm not certain uh, but if we head in that direction it will eventually become steep
3: okay why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break, and I'll catch my breath after stepping over that crag. And when we come back, we're going to climb up into the unnameable mountain and find its secrets.
1: Okay, it's time to commit.
3: So then, before Chicago, I was in Arizona, Mm -hmm. and I watched a lot of TV there. Ah, yes, TV again. Before Arizona, I was actually in Chicago, and I I watched a lot of TV TV. that time in Chicago, too. Then before that, I was in Arizona. A lot of TV. That was a high TV TV watching period. Before that, I Uh, was in southern Ohio. Yeah? uh,
5: Yes. Uh, Here's the thing. Now, it sounds to me like you move from town to town, mm-hmm. and then for a number of years, you watch a lot of TV yeah. until somebody's murdered or the town blows up or something.
3: Except for someone being murdered or the town. Ta- Look, I've got to say, I've only been in one town that I had to leave because the whole town got blown up, and that's Hog's Face.
5: Oh. Was Hogsface. oh. oh so that not- was your fault. Not in America Earth.
3: No, no, no. Not in America Earth. Okay.
5: Well, uh... Well, uh, that, I mean, it's arguably my fault. It's arguably one of my greatest feats.
3: But I get it. Point taken. I go from place to place and I do the same crap over and over again. And yes, if there was television and Foon, I would have fucking watched a lot of TV in Hog's Face and a lot of TV in Northeastia and a lot of TV in Nibblebottom.
5: Uh, well, uh, I mean, I, and on one hand, I, I am being somewhat critical. And I apologize mm. for that because Breaking Bad sounds quite intriguing.
3: It's good, and I just, I heard did a spin-off, and, like, how could the spin-off be good? But I bet it is somehow.
5: Uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's such a, uh, the bar is so high. Mm -hmm.
3: Can I tell, can I confess something to you, Usador? Yes, please. You know, in my room at the Strange Familiar Nibble Bottom, I I drew a TV on the wall, and sometimes Ah. after I go up to bed, I just sit in front of it for a couple hours and just stare at it. Oh. It's very relaxing. That's Well, that's good.
5: Uh, does anything happen? No. I think we should probably use some magic to make some mm. something happen if you want.
3: Well, I mean, sometimes I, like, try to imagine there's a show, but then I end up, like, first I imagine, like, an interface to pick what show I'm going to watch. Because I don't want to just, like... Would be exhausting to imagine channel surfing, so I just kind of like imagine like scrolling through, being like, "What do I want to imagine? Do I want to imagine a comedy? Do I want to imagine a drama?" And eventually, I'm like, "Oh, this is hilarious! I have just spent an hour entertaining myself, trying to pick something from the menu."
5: Well, that's that's rather commendable. Uh, it sounds as if you are allowing yourself to relax on
3: a floating stream. Yeah, you sort. Of- when you go to bed, what what do you do in your room? I drink seven
5: deadly poisons. What? I drink seven deadly poisons, and then I drink the seven antidotes, because but I don't, but I always mix up the order so that I don't know what I'm getting when just just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes I have a, a little snack like a piece of uh, piece of uh, banana bread or something,
4: mm-hmm.
5: um, and then I. I'm sad about uh may I after I eat that banana bread. And -hmm. then uh and then usually I cast a spell that cleans the uh the house or room that I'm staying in at the time and the and the broom comes to life and Mm it's it's sweeps along the floor and cleans the floor and the bucket sort of bounces along and some birds come in and they take the ribbons and they they help take off my robes and then I and then I lay my head down upon the pillow. And I dream, I dream of, oh, those sweet times past with my best friends in the entire world. Arnold, Sean oh, okay, sure. Genevia, and yeah. April Fuels, and all the wonderful times we've had together.
3: Yeah, that's Arnie. That reminds me, Usador, why do you drink all those poisons? Like, you can't die. Like, Uh,
5: well, but I just want to know what's going to happen. Sure. So I, uh, I just want to feel the sensation uh, uh, of going through that process, because I, I, I will not die, but I can feel pain.
3: Sure, that's true. Has it been weird for you pretending to be dead? Oh, uh,
5: well, I mean, it's hardly the first time I've pretended to be someone else. Uh, I have many gnome de plumes and uh, many other lives that I live in parallel to this one. Uh, but, you know, um, it is hard to not be Usador and to wear this multicolored coat and this Mm -hmm. orange vest and these shoes that curl up the toes at the end. Yeah. And this little, this little skull cap. I don't like the little skull cap. I like the big
3: pointy hat with the brim. Mm. I don't know. I just think you need a little fan art so you can kind of see yourself. Like, uh, enough Dorisoo fan art to, like, really get you, like, some perspective on how you're looking.
5: Yes, and, and I was a little self-conscious uh, the first time uh, I came down in my new uh, garb, and you and you said, oh, look, it's Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I thought to myself, I don't
3: know who Joseph is. Yeah, and I, and I sang all those songs to you from you that sang, musical.
5: Uh, I, that was beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, uh, honestly, I, I wish you would do it again sometime.
3: Yeah, me too. I'll just have to, because I definitely know all of them. Oh, yeah. Or or any of them. But was, I get what you're what
5: saying. What was the one? Wait, no, no, no. Hang on. What was the one uh-huh. that, went, that went, oh, the coat. I love your coat. I can't wait to keep looking at your coat. I, th- yeah. I thought that one was really good.
3: Yeah. And then there was that one that was like, you look like a sack of shit in that dream coat. I sang that one to you like a dozen times. I,
5: well, that one was a little hurtful, but mostly I I was
3: oh, I oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But it's just I part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that about you. It's just that your beautiful coat reminded me of that show and it made me want to sing that song about he, how you look like a piece of crap in that dream coat. Right?
5: Right. Yeah, yeah I understand. It's sure, from sure. the show. still hurt my feelings.
3: Well, and also, Usador, let's be honest. Doris is pretty much Usador. What? Yeah, it's just like you fucking moving from town to town. It's just like you put on a different coat and you're just doing the same crap. Well, n- Same was, crap, different coat.
5: Well, uh, I, I think it's quite a convincing disguise. And that's why I've opened a little a little stand uh, nec- next to the tannery in town. It's just a little shop where I enchant things for money. Uh, just to, you know, really establish the persona of Dorasu.
3: Hmm. Yeah, let's not talk about the tannery. I'm so depressed that the tanner was killed. Oh, yes. Uh, very sad. Before his time. Yeah. Well, uh, I
5: I just wanted to point no out... No
3: questions about how the tanner died? Mm-hmm. No we no all question.
5: know. Oh, yeah,
3: that's true. Yeah, let's not go into it, because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have any details. You don't have any details? I thought we <laughs> just said we all knew. Yeah, we. well, I was lying. I was going along with it because you said we all knew.
5: Uh, he fell off of the cliff... Uh, uh, right outside of town, onto a sword.
3: Oh, uh, so ironic, him being I- a tanner and all. I know. What? I don't. Oh, Fucking, I'm bluffing. I don't know what a tanner does. What does a tanner do? They tan leather, leather goods.
5: If it would have been ironic if he had died choking on a, um, I don't know, a
3: horse's saddle. But who needs their leather tanned?
5: Uh, everyone. That's, that's, that's leather. That's how you do it.
3: All right, well, let's just agree that it's sad that DJ is dead, okay?
5: Agreed. Uh, now, I just wanted to point out that playing Dorisu, uh-huh. uh you know, a very subtle character, slightly different than usual.
3: Sure, sure. What are all the differences between you and Dorisu? Like, the, the big ones. Let's see. I mentioned the coat, right? The coat and the hat. All the, how about, what are the non-physical differences? Ah,
5: ah, well, uh Dorsu is a sorcerer, not a wizard. He had to learn mm-hmm. magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's just a big fat human meat bag. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, let's
5: see what else. He has a long white beard. That's not different. That's a physical thing anyway.
3: That is true.
5: Yeah. The voice. Like, the voice is so different in my. Really? mind. Really? Okay. Oh,
3: say yes. say uh, say something as Usidor. Uh, and they'll say uh, wait, the same thing as Dorisu.
5: In one second here, uh, let me use a spell uh, to cut through some of this underbrush here at the base of the mountain. Uh, here, now now we can get through this area. Uh, follow mm-hmm. me, follow me. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, say something as you said or. Uh Well, Yusudor would say something like I would say something like... Uh, Behold, enemy, in fear, for the light of righteousness is here to smite thee down. And Dorisu, uh confronting an enemy, would say mm-hmm. something like, "Hey, shithead, I'm about to blast your ass."
3: Hmm. Now, how would Usador say, "I'm about to blast your ass"? Well, he wouldn't. That's the thing. I don't. I feel like I've heard you say you'd blast an ass. Right. Well, not when confronting an
5: enemy. Sure, if I ate a bunch of chili.
3: Oh. I see. I see. So you just have a look, there's ass blasting both ways, but you just have a different relationship to ass blasting. Exactly. And Let's now see.
5: now you understand. Yes, yes. They're very they may not sound entirely different, but they sound so different.
3: Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to be Dorsu for another 100 years? Well,
5: that's the issue, isn't it? Uh, we've sort of uh, painted ourselves into a bit of a corner, as they say, for we know not what to do with the Dark Lord. And if it were revealed that I had not actually murdered him and not actually ascended to the realms of Ephesus, well, there'd be quite a bit of egg
3: on my face. Yeah. Are there, like, even setting aside the fact that, look, We don't want people to know the Dark Lord is still alive because it makes his empire crumble all the faster. Setting all of that aside. I mean, things are so much better now. Things seem to be getting better. I'm getting better reception on the TV in my room. Hmm. That's about it that I can Uh, tell.
5: well, I, I was going to point to the things like uh, the d- armies of darkness retreating uh, mm-hmm. back into the uh, underworld, where even the dwarves have begun to fight back and uh, and uh, strike down what about down the evil the dead? Armies.
3: The evil dead too, not just the army of darkness. The evil dead too, they have also retreated a little bit.
5: Well, yes. Uh, have you seen? Have you seen the evil dead? Yes, yes. I, I. Well, that's just because we've brought some light into the world. We've made the world sweeter and better. We mm-hmm. said to Evil, give me some sugar, baby. And they uh, took that uh, sugar and decided to retreat back into the dark. Sure, that's true.
3: What about that crime wave? It's a more obscure one. Uh,
5: I mean, I suppose be- being Dorisu is something I can do forever, but it... Being Dorosu, being Usador, being Susan Doku, it feels like I'm living in a multiverse of madness.
3: Look, I don't want to... I don't want to bum you out. I don't want to get dark, man. But... But if the other wizards found out that you faked your death, would there be any kind of consequences? And if there were, do you have any kind of plan, simple or otherwise, for what you would do then?
5: Well, uh, yes, there would be consequences, most certainly. Uh, Here, Watch that branch. Watch watch the head there. Um, There's a lot of undergrowth here at the base of the mountain.
3: The vegetation here is very strange.
5: Yes, it is almost otherworldly. Yes, uh, but there would be consequences indeed. Uh, Certainly, I uh, would be stripped of my powers. Mm -hmm. The essence of me that uh, was originally uh, pulled from another realm as a being of light before I had this fleshy form would be returned there, and uh, the fleshy version of me would be made to suffer for, oh, I'd say... 50 years or so, uh, before I was murdered, you know. um.
3: So you'd be tortured for 50 years and then murdered? Well, uh, yes, I believe so. Uh,
5: uh, Knowing Genilevia and Spintax and and all the rest, uh, uh, they were probably quite cross with me. And uh, my only plan, really, is if we are really backed into a corner and I we haven't thought of some way to redeem ourselves and to set things right, then I suppose I just have to blast their ass. Yeah. So wait, are you saying that as Usador
3: or as Dorisu?
5: Well, when you take on a role, Arnie, it, it all starts mm-hmm. to blend together and you really sure. it really blurs into your life in a lot of ways.
3: Like, boy, I understand that in ways you can't comprehend.
5: Uh, well, uh,
3: maybe we should take
5: another short break. It seems like there's a... It's a craggy bit here, and it's getting a little dark. Uh, uh, we should, uh, uh we should be a little careful in this next patch. And uh, as soon yeah. as we're back, we'll uh, we'll tell you what we found.
3: Yeah, quicken the dead.
5: Spider Man Two. <laughs>
0: <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana.
5: Ah, but the character keeps reappearing and says, I'll buy that for a gold piece. It's just sort of a runner inside of Automaton Constable that I find very Mm. enjoyable and funny. Okay. I suppose if you want me to, I could figure out a way to have the Cocktickler's plays appear on your television.
3: What? Really? Although I don't know. Recordings of live shows, uh, those usually they just don't have the magic of being there in person. Sure, sure.
5: I well, I mean, it would just take a little horse's blood if we found an evil horse or, you know, mm. a pop and lock, whatever it took.
3: Yeah. Speaking of blood, why is there so much blood on this trail that we're walking along? Oh, well,
5: you know, uh, you know, it's it's a dangerous mountain. Uh, it could be bear blood, uh, or you know. Uh, That's
3: right. Whistler said that there are a lot of bears, griffins, and scrambles?
5: Yes, and bears and griffins uh, tend to get along, but neither one of them really get along with scrambles because they're they're basically like low level demons. Oh, yeah.
3: Is that thing over there? Kind of looks like an upside down spider. Is that a scramble?
5: Odd. Uh, uh, where are you pointing at? I can't see it. So.
3: Over over there. I'm just. I have stuck in my head. That rhyme that Wisla told us, well, okay. if it's on its back with a tail scrambling to get you, that's a scramble. If it's I in mean, a bush that starts with a B, that's a bramble.
5: Well, yes, it does have a tail on its back. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. I'm going to no. blast your ass. Ah! Yeah. Ah, ah, ah.
3: See, you said, I don't think you've noticed just how often you say you're going to blast an ass. Like, it's like one of your top catchphrases. I edited it out of a lot of the episodes. Well, I mean, sounds like a T-shirt to me. Yeah, how many people just want a t-shirt with you, and it says, I'm going to blast your ass? Which reminds me, should we make Dorisu merch? Should we really just settle into the fact that you're going to be Dorisoo oh. for 50 years? Oh,
5: I suppose so. I, I, I'd rather not. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've come to love Dorisoo as much as everyone else has. Mm-hmm. But uh, there'd be something, you know, it'd be nice to be myself. And, and it'd be nice to be justified in my return, and having some way redeemed myself from my embarrassment of having almost killed the Dark Lord. Technically, I did mm-hmm. kill him, but uh, then on a technicality, he was still alive, and now we're stuck with him. <sighs> it's very frustrating, Nani, I must be honest. I'm very frustrated by the whole oh, thing.
3: I'm sure. Like, you did this amazing thing, and you don't get as much credit as you deserve, and... <laughs> Oh, oh, let's not even talk
5: about the credit. For now, one of my most dread enemies, who I respect, is mm-hmm. getting some of the credit for it. And I'm sure yeah. he's thrilled about it. <laughs> he's not thrilled about it. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, uh, this is my lot in life. Uh, I am now Dorisu. Much as you became trapped here in Foo, and I am now trapped in Dorisu. Oh, don't say it like that. Why don't you Cru- think? crawled right up
3: inside Dorisu, mm, okay. right inside of his skin, and now, okay. in that? How did you get inside of Dorisu exactly? How did that? What did that process look like? Well, I wrote a
5: long backstory. Oh. And then I thought about my wants, and I really thought, you know, what's going to make this character come to life? And I thought
3: he should be like me, but slightly different. Who are Dorisu's parents? Like, did you pick real people, or did you just make up people?
5: Yes, uh, I, I wrote a whole backstory about my entire family tree. Uh, you know, my my parents are, are Dor and Sue, mm. uh, and okay. uh, they... Uh, Sue,
3: like, does Sue have a last name?
5: Uh, well, her last name is
3: Ooh. Oh, okay. And in, in no relation to Susan Doku? No, no, ironically, no. Although, I, maybe
5: that was subconscious, since I mm. made them both mm. up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. So, Dor and Ooh. Um, how, how about- was it
3: having a door for a dad?
5: Oh, well, Arnie, here's the thing. It's not a literal door. Oh, is his name is Dor, and he is a bedpost. huh? He fell in love with a human woman, uh-huh, and they found a way through magic and chicanery to bring forth a life.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. A woman in a bedpost somehow making a baby. Unfortunately, I can visualize some parts of it.
5: Well, I, I, it's not exactly the coarse thing that I believe you're thinking of. Uh, it was it was really more an act of love. They really did love each other. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they went to a witch uh, and they sold uh, their souls. It turned out this bedpost had a soul in it. Uh, which the witch said. What about well, the
3: rest of the bed? I'm so sorry to interrupt. What about yes. the rest of the bed? Is it just the bedpost that's alive?
5: Well, it turns out that those were all his brothers and sisters. The other bedposts and uh, mm. and the runners and uh, and the and the flat, are they flats? What are those things that like run under the bed?
3: You know, I don't know what the you names don't of know things what that are. is.
5: That's true. Uh, but anyway, well,
3: we don't have that
5: stuff. The witch discovered that door had been turned into a bedpost many centuries before. And mm-hmm. then he actually had been a human and his entire family had been turned into this bed by the witch's mother. Mm. Uh, and, the, and the witch said, I want to undo the wrongs of of my family. And so she turned Dor back into a human and turned the whole bed back into the family of humans. Uh, and then they were able to have a child together. And then that child became Dorisu. And Dorisu was so inspired by this story uh, that he decided to go and learn magic and become a f- fat magic bag of sorcery meat.
3: So, and, then, and I, I hate to sort of obsess on this one detail, but so Dor's entire family is is stuck there right next to him uh-huh. the whole time that he and Sue are just going to town on each other, making like, a baby. I,
5: no one said anything about going to town. Sometimes romantic love, Ani, mm-hmm. is not about the physical.
3: But making babies is, Right. Well, yes, they. Wait, had, did they romantically make Dorsoo? No. What I'm saying is, he got turned back into a human, and then they were oh. allowed to
5: have a baby, and then Dorsoo was inspired and became a magician himself, and then he he went back to his parents and he said, "I want you to know that I am so inspired by this magical story that I've spent the last ten years becoming a sorcerer," and then they sort of laughed at Dorsoo and they were like. What are, you, what are you talking about? That was just a dumb story we made up to tell you when you were a small child. That's the chicanery part. They were just two people.
3: I see. So Doris is a little bit of a buffoon. You know what? I
5: think that's another thing that makes him different from you, mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
5: Wouldn't you sorry, agree?
3: I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I am do. I do, and I'm so sorry I laughed for a good 30 seconds after you right. said that. That's all yeah. right. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well... Hey, can uh, I say... And I'm not going to call you Dora, Sue, because there's no one around. Can I say you, Sudor? Of course. It's been nice walking around with you, spending some time with you. I just oh. want to make sure that you're doing all right. You, you've been through a lot since we've moved here.
5: Well, yes, and everything's been happening at such a breakneck pace, at least for mm-hmm. us. Sure. That, uh, it's, it's been hard to, to stop and think about, well, what is next? How do we get out of this jam we find ourselves in? Uh, but I'm certain that uh, one of the guests who comes along will say something
3: yeah. that helps. Although, Usador, please be totally honest with me. You've led me out into the wilderness by myself for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Are you going to murder me out here? What the fuck is going on?
5: Certainly not. As I said to you, I, I sense powerful magic brewing here at the base of the mountain. And, and here, we can. if you look up uh-huh. past the clouds, you can just barely see the third peak, the peak closest to town, the shortest of the three peaks.
3: Yeah. Do you feel that?
5: Open, open your
3: mind. Okay. How do I, How do I open my mind? Close your eyes. <sighs> Don't make that noise. Okay. Close your eyes. And think.
5: Think about what's in front of you. Be truly in the moment and see if you can feel something that you couldn't see with your eyes.
3: Mm. Nothing? You see a lot of dancing lollipops. Oh. Mm -hmm. And like a popcorn bucket that's sort of dancing. Okay. And there's a, a soda, like a fountain soda drink. It has eyeballs and legs, and it's kind of walking. They're all kind of holding hands. And how does that make you feel? Hungry. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I want you to go, go to the lobby.
5: Once you think past the, the hunger... Well, mm-hmm. Okay, but let's follow that instinct. Sure. Imagine yourself walking into the lobby. Okay. And now what do you see?
3: Mm, let's see. There are bathrooms on one side. There's like a concession stand okay. uh, where you can get mm, lollipops... Popcorn,
4: let's fountain say, soda. Yeah.
3: Say your, let's say you're stent. Do you want some of those
5: concessions? Should you get in the line?
3: I do, but I don't know. I don't want to be late
5: for the movie. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you see when you get to the front of the line.
3: Um, The popcorn popper?
5: Really thought this was going to be some sort of magical revelation, but it seems like you're in a movie theater.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I stopped trying to access stuff when I got excited about thinking about going, getting sure. movie concessions. Sure, sure, sure. I, I could back it up a little bit. Let me kill this Scrabble it. real
5: quick with my dagger.
3: <laughs> Those things are not huge, but they're nasty huh. looking. Blasted ass. <laughs> uh, well, that's another difference. I carry a dagger, not a sword. Oh. Can I say I'm a little scared of this mountain?
5: Well, I I, I am scared, but also intrigued. I Wait, wait. do you see there... Past that bramble, it seems like there's an even
3: darker scramble. That's not here a bramble, there. that's a scramble. Gayle! Uh, uh, uh,
5: yeah, you blasted its ass. Fried it, fried it alive. Blasted its ass. Alright. Oh, I also burnt some of the bramble away. Oh.
3: Oh, honey. Yeah. There's a cave here. Yeah, and there are all these weird runes written along the entrance. Hmm. I don't recognize these runes. Oh, Oh, if
5: only I could eat them so I could remember them.
3: You mean you could try? Uh, 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 No, I'm sorry. You're going to hurt yourself. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah. It does seem like, I hate to say it, it does seem like, if you look into this cave, there is a really distant light. Oh, did we both come up here to die? Oh. (laughs) Is this the last episode of our lives? Why isn't Chunt here? Shouldn't Chunt die with us? No, no! Isn't that fucking always the way? We're yeah, gonna die, get and then shun live forever, forever consequence-free, high status. Well, let's walk into the cave. If we're gonna die in this cave, we're gonna die in this cave. I can't be afraid of magic caves my whole life. Sure, when I was a child, it was okay to be afraid of magic caves.
5: Here, let me let me tap my wand and uh, cast a little light, gayly flicking, come so we can see as we go. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this is interesting indeed. The, the walls of the cave are so smooth. Yeah. As if they were worn away by years of water running down them in a perfect, perfect shape, or as if they may have even been carved.
3: Huh. Yeah, keep- you're a little more interested in walls than I am. Hmm.
5: Well, it's it's an unusual... It, it may not be a natural cave. It may have been created uh, by forces hitherto unknown.
3: Like dwarves, or...? It
5: doesn't seem like dwarven work to me. It's so round and smooth. Dwar- dwarven work, typically, uh, at least in Foon, is is noted for its sort of uh, strong, angular, and uh, metallic heaviness. This has an organic feel, almost more like an elf would make it, but uh, elves don't tend to work in stone, sometimes in mm. precious jewels and metal, but... Very peculiar indeed. Very peculiar indeed.
3: You know too many things. Do you ever think about? Do you ever think that maybe you know too many things?
5: All the time.
3: Like, do you ever just think like I gotta flush some of this information out of my brain? It's like I don't need to remember the plot synopsis of every episode of Fringe.
5: Oh, and I do. You flush information out? Oh, certainly. Sometimes I, I do a little assessment of what's in my brain, and I say, "Nope, so long with that," and I just. I take a small piece of paper, and I put it on my forehead, Mm -hmm. and I extract that information, and I see it there, and I read it one more time, and I say, nope, and I throw it away.
3: Huh. What's some information that you flushed out of your brain you don't have anymore? How would I know, Arnie? How would I know? All right, you didn't fall for my clever trap. Is it just me, or is there kind of like a breeze, a kind of a warm breeze coming from deeper in this cave? It does, it does feel hot
5: in here. Even though it was a nice, cool uh, summer evening, I, 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 I do feel that source of heat you're talking about.
3: It's a weird heat. It's kind of familiar, though. It's like, you know, when I was watching TV in Arizona for a few years, in the summers, I didn't have air conditioning in my car one summer, and it was miserable. Like, it was so hot. And I remember, like, being in the car during the summer was like being in an oven. And there's just what? a little hint of that What? What Gee, were you trying to teach the air to do? I wasn't trying to teach the air to do anything. Then why
5: were you conditioning it?
3: Oh. Um, no, I was trying to make it soft. Hmm, soft air. i have to come up with a spell for that.
5: If it feels to you like Arizona, I, I suppose. I mean, stranger things have happened, aren't oh, you? Yeah. No. Perhaps we finally
3: found a way back to your world. What, you think this is like a... Transdimensional cave?
5: I mean, I've never seen a cave like it before, and I have no reason to believe uh, it could be anything at the end of that tunnel. There's only one way to find out.
3: Follow me! Let's run! Well, I'm, I'm not going to run. Ah. Oh, can you can you magic a spell to just drag me along? Ah,
5: yes, yes, yes. Uh,
3: whoa! Ah. Oh, this is nice.
5: Uh, yes, uh, just a little air current pushing us along. Uh, uh, I had to condition the air quite a while to learn to do this.
3: <laughs> hmm. Wait, um, it's coming closer. I see something. Ah, uh, it's so bright, it's, I can hardly it's see very it. Very bright. and Hot is it? Like, is it gonna? Are we going into like lava? Is this a? Is this mountain a volcano?
5: I don't believe it is, uh, but it might be a dragon's tail. Maybe it's, maybe it's the heart of the dragon where the fire is contained. Oh, I know not. Yeah. ah, uh, Errol. Uh, I dispel the air.
3: We're—I think we're coming out of the cave. Where are we? Is this a desert, Ani? Is there a desert on the other side of this mountain? No, there is not, Ani. This yeah?
5: is some sort of portal—a portal to another part of Boon or another world. I know not.
3: Wait, there's something coming. Oh, it's just a horse.
5: Little friend, here. Come to us now. I am friends with the horse lord, Grimhoof, the fifth fastest horse
3: in Foon. Knowest he? Why are you always trying uh, to talk to horses? Not all horses can talk. I know that. Uh, 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 oh, howdy, partners. It's Champ the Horse at your service. What? Champ the Horse? Uh, it is horse a pleasure to meet ha- you. That horse sounds just like Chunt. Chunt, did you fuck a horse? Uh, Nope, sorry, my name is Champ, and actually, yes, I did, but that's typical for me, a horse. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, can I be honest with you? I'm not really just Champ, I'm Champ the (gasps) Fourth. Oh, well. Yeah, see, I come from a long line of horses with consumption. Oh. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, it's not consumption yet, that's just hay fever. Well, well, my
5: name is Usador, and this is my good friend Arnie.
3: I'm from another world. Wait, we have an Arnie? My best friend's an Arnie. What? And and, and Usador, you, you look exactly like you look exactly like Magic Jack Star. Wow! Huh? But I don't look like Arnie. Oh no, you do, for the most part. I mean, hmm, maybe your ears are slightly smaller. Arnie,
5: I think we've traveled to another world.
3: Another, another world? You guys That's got any right. tumbleweed? I want to get high. Yeah, I'm holding. Wait, you got tumbleweed on you? Yeah, usually. Well, tell you what, you pass me that tumbleweed, and tit for tat, you two can hop on my back, and I'll take you to Hogswood, where we can all have a nice tall glass of beer at the Burgundy Bronco, and you two can meet your counterparts, my friends, what? Arnie and Magic Jack Star. Uh, oh, this is incredible, Arnie.
5: Uh, uh, yes, champ, we would we would love to uh, Also, we don't want to die in the middle of this desert
3: Oh, the chun of this world is always trying to get us to ride on him, too Come on Come on, sit on me He did All say right. tit for tat We did walk a lot already in this episode, so, alright Oh, yeah, just hop on And actually, I know a little bit of a cheat code Look. We can get you to the uh, Burgundy Bronco faster Giddy up, giddy up, giddy down, giddy down Giddy A, giddy A, giddy B, giddy B, giddy, B, giddy select, giddy start
2: This is what I get for not paying attention to the last season and a half. Another cross-dimensional incursion. Now I have to spend a good five minutes over the next week remembering where I wrote down the coordinates for Cowboy World. So much for rifling through an old magazine. Next year, I guess. of the Blue was played by Matt Young. Whistler the Wind Sprite was played, however briefly, by Jessica McKenna. Champ the Talking Horse was played by Adol Rafie. All that waiting just to be disappointed at the end. It's Game of Thrones Season 8 all over again. Hello from the Magic Tavern is an independent production Made possible by a generous donation from the Walton family Oh, no, wait, we turned down that opioid cash Made possible by Patreon supporters Human beings with names like Skip Watts Eric Spicer Troy Babs Danica Pierce Brian the Red, parentheses Not a joke name or Usador Inspired Usador Inspired There are two words I never heard next to each other Sue Marsden Ginny Troy, ship's counselor, Christina Sparks, Andy Mass, Hannah, catbag, catbag, that's dangerously close to copyright infringement on my cat-holding device, the cat sack, David Severson, Kathleen, Avery Schwartz, and Joel Miller, written in quotes with an exclamation point, so I amend my earlier read to instead be Joel Miller. Patreon supporters get ad-free versions of new episodes, the entire back catalogue of previous seasons, and all the spin-off series like Offices and Bosses, Masters of Mayhem, and Usador's Fetching Quests, plus two completely new bonus episodes each month. Here's a clip of the most recent bonus episode, which appears to be out of character, where Steve Waltine and Kate James drop in to play that game where you name people, but then you can't name certain groups of people. Look, it's more fun than it sounds. Actually, I take that back. This is a fair representation. Just listen to the clip.
3: We're doing it today. And we, oh, to sweeten the deal, we have two very special guests. Why don't they go ahead and introduce themselves? Go ahead. What? No, yeah. you, you first. Why? Because that's just
4: chivalry. Sexist. Sexism. Hi, um, this is Kate James,
2: and I am joined by...
3: Steve Waltine. And uh, for Magic Tavern listeners, Steve plays Tom Blaine Belleroth, and Kate plays so many characters in the Magic Tavern universe. I do. But
5: most notably, several of the Trishas. Who have, I like how uh, you said
3: several of the Trishas. All
5: all of the Trishas, but se- <laughs> I met several Trishas who
2: have uh, blighted I like um, the idea. The mysterious idea. one of the Trishas is Meryl Streep. Yes. But, yeah. you, but you have to guess. To figure but you out. have to. And she's so good, you'll never. I know. And I got to say. She disappears into it. She spent
3: Meryl, three months with me. And Meryl won't stop emailing me, being like, please let me get back on the pod. I got a lot more. I want to do a lot more Trisha. I'm like, that oh. is so
4: her.
5: I know I'm in the minority on this, but it feels like maybe we wasted her
3: on that. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. Also, maybe not that important. Well, it is important. Uh, Two of our favorite people. And you also both happen to be married. I wonder how many listeners know that. Reveal
5: to to each
2: other. We should.
4: Clarify.
5: How important
2: is that to you? Yeah, we are married. How, to how each important other. is it to you? <laughs> I remember we both just happened to be married.
4: Fascinating.
2: Um, how important is it to you that we're married on a scale of one to ten? Um, let's have Matt make a poll. Yes, and then oh, I will no. answer it. This my, <laughs> but these are my favorite things. Well, we'll call this not the marriage. Ah, a little more airtime for another chit-chatting, heteronormative couple. Happy Pride Month, everyone! To listen to the rest of that, and learn about all the other bonus content, go to patreon.com magictavern. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Matt Young, and Adol Rafia. Post-production coordination by Garrett Schultz. This episode edited by Stefan Dranger. Hello from the Magic Tavern logo by Allard LeBan. Magic Tavern theme by Andy Poland. Cowboy World version of the theme song by Eric Chikover. See you back here next week for a return to Cowboy World. Something that wasn't requested by anyone anywhere.